where we're going to uh, finish up our series today on road trip. And then next week, we're going to start a three-week series called Connect the Dots. And I can't really tell you a lot about it right now. You'll just have to come and kind of connect the dots and put it together over the next three weeks. Um, And you'll want to be here for that. Hey, thanks, everybody, in the middle of the summer, um, getting out and getting here. And we're having a good, strong summer in every way. And I I just thank you for that. We're not letting up. We're leaning forward. Uh, Vacations are awesome. But, you know, ministry has to go on. And, uh, you know, how many of you know that people don't stop hurting during summer, okay? And um, so we, we want to just continue on sharing God's good news, and that's, that's what we're doing here. Thank you for being a part of that. Well, this series is called Road Trip. Everybody say Road Trip. Do you, do you remember ultimately what we are talking about? What is that road trip? It's your life. It's your life. So we're reaching back, and we're kind of getting a nostalgic kind of metaphor here of this road trip, you know, vacations that you and I have gone on as, you know, kids or whatever, and, and drawing some parallels over into our real life. Uh, and again, as I said, we're wrapping this up today, but this is, this is your life. This is a journey. Um, what we're wanting to do with this series and with everything we do is helping you to move from where you are to where God wants you to be. Will you just read that with me? Helping you to move from where you are to where God wants you to be. How many of you know that all of us should be in motion then? You know, no, none of us are like, oh, I got it all together now. The person who starts acting like that, you know, they derailed. Okay. Um, but helping all of us to move from where we are to where God wants us to be. You've heard the same before. Well, I'm, I'm not where, uh, I'm not where I need to be, but thank God I'm not where I used to be. You know, and that's good. But don't, but don't just settle with that and, you know, placate yourself and say, well, I'm not as bad as I used to be and I'm not as bad as some others. You know, that's, that's not our position in life. So we continue to move forward. Let God work in all of us. Our, our foundational verse for this whole series has been Acts 17, 28. For in him, re, go ahead and read it with me. For in him we live and move and have our being. And that's the only way I think to live, move and have our being is in him. Other than that, it's going to be kind of a mess. How many of you know it's hard anyway? And then without him, I just, I cannot, I cannot even conceive. Um, I think all my life I've been aware of a, a campaign called Arrive Alive. Y'all have heard that? Arrive Alive. And so certainly for our road trip, we want to arrive alive. And I think for our life, we want to arrive alive. And what it is, is a campaign, kind of a public uh, uh awareness type of thing to help people to arrive safe and to arrive sober. And I think certainly the parallels of that come on over. Now, what we want to do is we do want to arrive, but understand again, in, on a trip, on a road trip, we say, hey, we're going from here to Albuquerque. Well, we kind of know when we hit Albuquerque, right? You know, they have signs and, and you'll know you're there. Are y'all here? Okay. And, uh, but in this journey, we really don't arrive until we arrive, till we get there. So I want to talk about us arriving for sure. We want to do that, but don't make that your, your sole focus that we just got to get there, you know, because you're going to end up so very heavenly minded, as it's been said, that you're no earthly good. And the other thing is this, you, you're so focused on the destination that you don't enjoy the journey. And what I want to make sure is that we enjoy the journey. You know, I know dads get the bad rap for this, but we're, we're going, it's going to take two days to get there. Y'all get in the car, got to go, go now. And we're going, and it's just, you know, torturous endurance test to get to where we're going. 
And I, I just don't buy into that mindset. Uh, I think we should enjoy the journey. No, I said, I think we should enjoy the journey. And I want for all of us, our life, if this road trip is our life, uh, let's look at some things that are going to help us along the way to do that. Something very important for our life, for our road trip are decisions, decisions. Everybody say decisions. Where you are in life is a result, is a result of decisions. Now, you're not going to want to hear that really today because we're living in a culture that does not want to take any accountability. You know, if you buy coffee and it's hot and you knew that, how many of you know that coffee is typically hot? Okay. And, and you buy it and if you spill it on you, somehow we're allowed to serve the person who made coffee hot like it's supposed to be. And our world's gotten kind of flipped. And then somebody was going to sue Twinkies because, you know, we choked on them. But we had six of them in our, in our mouth, you know, at the time. And so we just don't take responsibility. And you're going to see throughout this this morning that if this journey is going to go well, we're going to have to take some responsibility. So I would rather live by decision than by default. Imagine. I would rather go somewhere on purpose than just end up somewhere. You know, we talked a few weeks ago about the wise and the foolish, and the wise understand that life is connected. The foolish do not understand that it's connected. They don't realize that what I do right now is going to have some kind of consequence, some kind of payout on it tomorrow. And we must live wise, and we have to make wise decisions in our life. So it's super important that we're, we're thinking about this. In, in Paul's writing, the Apostle Paul, we can see his thinking in his language. He even talks similar to this. He said that, um, I press toward the mark for the prize. So he's got something in mind. It's deliberate. He's making decisions. He said in, in 2 Timothy, I've fought a good fight. I've finished my course. I have kept the faith. There's something very intentional about that. In Acts, he, he said this, that I may finish my race with joy. And so Paul, very intentional about this. Listen, church, we cannot afford to not be. You cannot just go to the way, go the way to the world, go the way of your flesh, go the way of culture. You, you can't do that. You have to be intentional. You have to make some decisions concerning where we're going with this. Uh, but again, it's not just about finishing. It's about this journey that we're on. And that's, that's what I want to do this morning in the next few moments is share a few travel tips, if I might. And what's the, ro- what's the road trip again? It's your life, so get the parallels here. Don't think I'm just, this is vacation planning, okay? Um, In this road trip, there are some tips that I want to give you. And if you weren't with us this past Wednesday night, I cannot encourage you enough to go back, either watch or listen. Um, It costs nothing to do that. It's totally available whenever, um, online. Uh, Go back, watch or listen. And we talked about the trinity of man. We talked about us being spirit, soul, and body. And the importance of the soul right in the middle, casting the deciding vote. I say all that again just to point you to this this morning. Everything I'm going to tell you this morning impacts your soul. Okay, it impacts your soul. And this is so absolutely vital that we take proper care of our soul we watch these things because you'll see as, as we kind of stack this this morning, if we get these things off, we're going to be off and the trip is going to be a mess, okay? And we want to have a good journey. Thank you all, both of you. We want to have a good journey today, okay? Unless you don't want a good journey, but we're up for it. Amen. 
All right, a few, a few important things to, to keep in mind here for, for our trip. First one, keep yourself at peace. Keep yourself at peace. Go ahead and read it with me. Keep yourself at peace. Remember I talked about some personal accountability? Who's to keep you at peace? You are. You keep you at peace. Now, it kind of presupposes, though, that you were at peace. So you have some responsibility to keep yourself at peace and to get yourself and, and reset that peace. Anybody ever lost their peace? What do you need to do? You need to get that back. You need to, you need to shape your day, structure your day that you're starting your day out with the, oh, just a suggestion, with the prince of peace and with his word that brings you peace. And, and spend time in that way and start your day with peace. But here's the thing. There's a lot of things out there that try to steal your peace, to just kind of drain you of your peace. Let me throw a few of them at you here. Traffic. Okay, keep, keep the, the road trip. Traffic. Say it with a little traffic there, right? But um, how many of you know traffic can, can rob your peace, Okay. I, I was in Minneapolis a uh, week before last and just, I, you know, I don't live there. I'm just an outsider, but my observation, too many people. <laughs> and they've let too many of those people have cars. Okay. And it's just crazy, just crazy. And, and one stretch of the road, you know, it's just like it took me, I know, an hour, you know, an extra hour. And, and you know, if you don't have peace and if you don't know to keep yourself at peace, guess what you're going to do? You're going to lose it. And traffic will do that. Or, you know, the bridge is out or there's a detour. Come on, you've got to be kidding me. Or you drive along and another toll road. Or rude drivers. And not all drivers are rude. Some drivers are just not qualified. Okay. Some can't see over that steering wheel, you know, and, but, um, rude drivers. And I'll tell you this, and I'm embarrassed to tell you, but it's under the blood and it happened a quarter of a century ago. Okay. My wife and I are driving on the interstate and, uh, this car gets behind us right on our tail. I mean, you love that. And then brights are on. And I'm like, oh, show you, I just, uh, I had to hit the brakes. And my wife said, just move over, just let him by. So I did. And he goes by and then something in me took the wheel and we got behind him. <laughs> with some brights on. Why are you applauding evil behavior? All right. But you know what? I was losing my peace. And can I just tell you something? Let it go. Let it go. You just, you just have to, some things and some people just say, you are not going to ruin my trip. And there are people in life, bless their heart, they're mad from something 20 years ago. What's wrong with them? Well, about 20 years ago, you know. You know. Don't be that. Because you know what it does? It just corrodes and corrupts your soul. And it ruins your trip and it's going to ruin the trip of other people. And so we've got to just let it go. Everybody said, let, let it go. And, and just some things you've just got to say, okay, that bugs me. But you're not going to ruin my day. You're not going to ruin my trip. 
and just let them go and don't get back in behind them and do the same thing, okay? Jesus spoke to this in John chapter 14, verse 1 in the Amplified Bible. He says, do not let your hearts be troubled, distressed, agitated. Whose responsibility? Oh, come on. I know it's a new thing, but whose responsibility? It's ours. Ours. You do not let your hearts be troubled. Indicating from Jesus himself that you don't have to let your heart be troubled. Verse 27 in the same chapter, same version says, Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed. And do not permit yourselves to be fearful, intimidated, and cowardly, and unsettled. You stop doing this. Look in the Proverbs, Proverbs 4.23 in the New International. Above all else, everybody say above all else. Above all else, guard your heart. Who guard your heart? You guard your heart. Guard your heart, and this is why, for or because everything you do flows from it. And that's why you've got to keep yourself at peace. Keep yourself at peace. Everybody say it. Keep yourself at peace. Second thing would be this. Do it right. Do it right. Everybody say it. Do it right. How many of you took driver's ed? Wow, that explains a lot. Okay. How many of you just YouTubed it or something? You know, I can do this. All right. Well, there's kind of a checklist. Okay. There's kind of a checklist of some things to do it right. So, you know, you want to view your steering wheel as a clock and you want to put your hands where? Tend to, I know it's kind of eroded into like 6.30, now, you know, but, but we want to get it up to 10 and 2. You want to get your seatbelt on. You uh, want to adjust the mirrors. Uh, you want to uh, adjust the seat. And some of you need to raise that seat, okay? Uh, you want to adjust the seat. You want to know what the speed limit is. There's just certain things. It's almost like a checklist that you want to pay attention to. Well, the prophet Micah also has a checklist for us here. And if you're going to learn a verse of the Bible, this would be a really good one to learn. It says, he has shown you, O man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you. And look at this. But to do justly or to do right, do it right, to do justly, to love mercy. That word in the Hebrew probably is better translated kindness. And then, and then to walk humbly with your God. Just read this part with me. But to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Can you imagine if just all of us did that? Could you imagine if everybody on the road today did that? Let's make it even smaller. Can you imagine if just everybody at your house did this? Wouldn't this be wonderful? You know, that if everybody would just do right, do right, love mercy, love kindness. You know what else the Proverbs tells us? Kindness is what is desired. Kindness is what is attractive in a person. Be kind. And then walk humbly before God. Walk humbly before God. And I'm telling you what, that's a checklist that will help us to do it right. And then the next one, dare to ask, and go ahead and read the bottom part with me. Lord, use me today. Say it like you mean it. Lord, use me today. Some of you are like, well, if can't get anybody else. No, but Lord, use me today. 
I think that needs to be a daily prayer for us. Do you realize we're not just here so we can have three meals, some snacks later, and some fun? Now, I'm all for the meals, the snacks, the fun. I'm all, I'm all for that. But why are we here? God, God wants to use you. You know, the scripture tells us a story about a good Samaritan. Now, let me just brief you on this just real quick and remind you of it. There's a guy and he's going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. Bandits come upon him. They rob him. They beat him up. They strip him and they leave him for dead. And another guy comes along and here's, here's what he did. He's kind of saw what was going on. I can't get involved right now. You know, I'm late for my polo match or whatever it was. And so he, he goes on and ignores him. And then another guy comes along and I'm embarrassed to tell you that he's, he's a minister. He's a priest. And he sees this tragic situation. He crosses over the other side and ignores it as well. And then the scripture implies that the guy that, that got beat up, left for dead, stripped, robbed, humiliated, is Jewish, and the one coming down the road now is a Samaritan, and if you know any of the history, they were to have no dealings with each other. They despised each other. But at the end of the day, you know what? We're humans. We're people. And he came upon it, and the Bible says, as he journeyed, he came upon this. He saw this, and he had compassion. And you know what he did? He reached out and he helped. And I just want to encourage you. I'm just going to dare you every day, every day. God, use me. God used me to to help somebody. Use me to help somebody. A couple quick ways you can help somebody, okay? First of all, your words. Would, Would it hurt you at all to just build somebody up, to give them a compliment, to say something good to them? We were somewhere the other day, and out of the blue, we're just business exchange, you know, a restaurant or store, and I'm paying or whatever. And my wife just leans across and tells the lady... You have such beautiful skin. And she really did. She wasn't like a... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she really did. But, you know, and I'm just thinking in that moment, just in the flash of the moment, I thought, this lady's having a rough day. And I think it's just the love of God in my wife. She just said, you have such beautiful skin. Don't you know that blessed that lady? Don't you know that was like a boost for her, a vitamin for her? It, it didn't cost anything. And then we just walk away and we didn't go, by the way, Meadowbrook. Where you? <laughs> you know? No, you just, you just leave it and leave. Just help somebody. You know with me? Another thing would be actions. Actions. Just, you know, catch the door for somebody. Somebody's having some hard time lifting. The other day, just as easy as this. Um, I'm in the grocery store and and a little elderly lady and there's something on the top row and she's wanting it. And she goes, could I bother you? And I I just kind of like, what? (laughs) Stinks to be short, doesn't it? (laughs) No. You do what you can do. Listen, God's not going to ask you to do something you can't do. Somebody's not going to come over and go, my diesel's broke. I don't know anything about diesel. But I told God I'd help. You know, you're going to make a mess. God will only ask you to do some things that you can do. Okay, I got you now, but hold on. I got one more. Your words, your actions. Here's another one. He may even ask you to use some resources to help somebody. He may even have you reach in your your purse or your, your pocket to help somebody. God will move on your heart. And again, God's not going to ask you to do something. That you can't do. 
You're not going to outgive God. God's not going to, you know, I'm going to ruin your family because I want to help. No, God, does, God doesn't work that way. And listen, he may just move on your heart in the middle of a store or something. Go help that little single mom that's trying to buy those diapers. Now, if you're all religious, you'll go, well, single mom. She, you know, she shouldn't be a mom if she's single. <laughs> Let me just say this and look at me. And I'm going to use a scriptural word here out of the Greek. It's none of your beeswax. Okay? Now, listen. I'm not condoning anything, but listen, we're not called to be the judge. We're just, we're just called, Lord, use me today. And if he taps on you, go help somebody, go do something for them. Then I think you should just go do it. And, and, and my wife and I have been talking a lot about this lately too. You don't know their story. I'll say it again. That's rain. We're in here. You're safe. Okay. All right. You don't know their story. And here's my thought constantly too. If I lived their story, if you lived their story, I wonder how I would have turned out. I wonder what you would have done. And so we just do well to every day say, Lord, use me today to help somebody. You know what? And let him direct you. And that's going to make a better journey for you. It's going to make a better journey for some other people as well. Can I get an amen on that one here this morning? All right. Let me give you at least one more here. You're going to love this one. Don't panic. Everybody say it. Don't panic. Some of y'all did because you're thinking, I don't think I rolled the windows up on the car. Okay. Don't panic. Just don't know what else to tell you to do, but don't panic. Uh, how many of you are good panickers? Okay. How many of you, if we got up like an Olympic level team of panickers, you would, you would be one of our starters? Okay. All right, good. You got to do better at this. Listen to me. You got to do better at this. And here's what will help you to not panic on this trip. Can you, can you imagine? imagine? Imagine you're driving and something happens and you panic. Here's what will happen when you panic. You will either freeze or you will overcorrect. And either way is no good. Remember I told you there are a lot of people in Minneapolis? Well, there's a lot of squirrels in my neighborhood. Okay? And I'm not going to act it all out. But the other day, again, I'm in the road and the squirrel, and he's kind of in the middle of the road, and he sees me, and he just... He panics. What if I panic? Ah! (laughs) You know? Either going to freeze, we're going to have a traffic jam, or I'm going to be driving through somebody's kitchen. Okay? Why? Because you can't panic. You can't do this. Well, pastor, I'm just prone to panic. Well, listen, I'm gonna, I'm, I want to help you to do something that will stop you from doing You've got to be prepared. If you're prepared, you don't have to panic. I'll say it again. If you're prepared, you don't have to panic. How many of you like Batman? All right. I love Batman, especially the old school Batman. Okay. Now go with me here for a minute. I know the costume is ill-fitting, but he was the guy, okay? Okay. And here's the cool thing about Batman. And if I was good, I got to stay up and watch Batman as a kid. He had his bat belt, y'all. And I don't care what came up, he was ready. I remember one time he's in the bat copter, and he's lowering down on the bat uh, rope belt to get on a submarine that the penguin has hijacked. I know some uh, visitors, please come back. Okay. Okay. Hold on. So he's coming down that and a shark comes up to get Batman. Batman doesn't panic because on his bat belt, 
He has a can of shark repellent. (laughs) Sprays that guy, he goes away. Moral of the story, never go anywhere without your shark repellent, okay? No. Now, for real, here's the deal. Batman was prepared. Now, I'm making light of that to really get your attention on this. You need to be prepared. And if you're prepared, you're going to be okay. You know, if you're driving on your road trip and you've got a flat tire, it's all right. We've we got a spare. You know, or the, the car won't start. It's all right. We've got roadside assistance and we've got jumper cables and, you know, what, whatever it be that you're prepared. But think of it in a spiritual sense for your life. I think you need to prepare. You need to be preloaded. You need to have a, a, a predetermined that I believe this. And this is just a con- conglomeration here from some scriptures. But listen to this. This will help you be prepared. And this will keep you from panicking. Listen. The blood of the lamb is over me. The Lord goes before me. Jesus is in me. The angel of the Lord encamps around me. Underneath me are the everlasting arms of God. Goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life. I'm never alone. I'm never without help. Never alone, never without help. I love God. I'm called according to his purposes. And scripture promises then everything always works out for me. And then you don't have to panic. You might have to do something. You might have to duck. But listen, you do not have to panic. How many of you know we're prone to panic? We have an urge to panic. We're tempted to panic. Some of you have a habit. Uh, that's just what you do when something comes up. You, you squeal and you panic. And we've got to cut that out so that we can have a better trip. And you do well to just be prepared and have that in, in your heart and in your life. Amen? It's raining, so I'm going to preach another hour here or so. So we've... Uh, we ordered pizza to be here in just a few. No, we didn't. We didn't. We'll just believe this. I, I got a few more minutes. We have a few more minutes. You'll, you'll all be fine, okay? Let me share another one with you here. Keep hope alive. Everybody say it. Keep hope alive. And really what I mean by this, and I don't want to take a lot of time on this, and this is all of these things have to do with your soul, okay? Packing your soul with this. This impacts your soul. You've got to keep hope alive. Do you know what I mean by this? You always need to have something to look forward to. Always have something to look forward to. Say it with me. Always have something to look forward to. Go back to the the road trip motif. Uh, Years and years and years would take vacation. And when our kids were little, just little things sometimes. Of course, we're looking forward to lunch. And of course, we're looking forward to getting there. But, you know, there are little things along the way. Always have something to look forward to. Um, In Georgia, there's a water tower that's shaped like a peach. And my kids wake us up before we're asleep. They just wanted to see that. And you know what? In your life, in your day-to-day life, you just need to have some things that you're looking forward to. And it will keep hope alive. Otherwise, you're going to be one of these chin draggers, tail draggers. You know, just all the time. And the only thing we can say about you is you have nice skin. Okay? And you you just need to keep hope alive. You know what else? Hope gives faith something to work with. Now, faith is the substance of things, what? Hoped for. You've got to have hope, you know, right in the middle of all this. And then let me just share one one more with you here. Turn the radio on. Everybody say it. Turn the radio on. You've got to have music in your life. 
I said, you got to have music in your life. I, I've, I've told Alicia, I don't know what she would do if she didn't have music. Because she's either singing it and you cannot, her, you can't just sing it. You got you to gotta move with it too. There's sometimes we're driving along and she's just, and she maintains control of the radio in, in the car. And listen, be careful what you listen to, but you don't have to listen to all the time. Because you're going to be boring. You're going to bore yourself. Okay. And so you can listen to some fun stuff, but be careful. The other day we, something came on the radio and I thought, oh, I like this. I remember this from seventh grade. And then all of a sudden I realized what they were actually saying. I can't believe my mom let me listen to that, you know? So you need to be careful with all of that. And you need to listen to good worship and good praise and, and good stuff. But beyond all of that, you need to have a song in your heart. You need to have a song in your heart. Look at this from the, from the Psalms. David said, I will sing to the Lord. He has a song in him because, what? He has dealt bountifully with me. Look at in the Message Bible here. I'm singing at the top of my lungs. I'm so full of answered prayer. You've got to have a song in you. Y'all hear me? Well, I can't sing good. Just have a song in you. Listen, my stepdad, he's here first service. Before he was born again, he was an angry alcoholic, chain-smoking, nasty-talking German stepfather. He got dramatically, gloriously saved by Jesus. All of that went away. And part of every day, they had a stack of records. How many of you know what records are? Okay. They put on a stack of records, and pretty much, he liked to listen to crooners. Does anybody know what crooners are? Okay. I know all the crooners. And so I grew up on this, so it would be like, strangers in the night, changing glances. Well, when he got saved, he just changed the words. How I love you, Lord. So it just, it just kind of shifted. So whatever your jam is, you just need to redeem it, okay? And you need to have, you need to have a song in your heart. If your road trip's going to be halfway fun, listen, you need to have a playlist in your heart and surround your life with music. God has given us the gift of music and make sure that's a part. It's going to help you have a good trip. Amen. All right. Well, let me finish this up. One more thing. One more thing. Don't forget your future is paved in prayer. We just finished a series called pray for a change. Your future is paved in prayer. Listen, don't even start out on this journey without praying. Don't go into next day, into tomorrow without, without praying. Pray and ask God to help you and to guide you. And, and don't forget, and God used me today to help somebody. Pray. Get ahead of things in prayer. Now, this whole road trip, it's your life. And I just want to finish up this series just with this thought. The Apostle John, he wrote the Gospel of John. He was the beloved disciple, very close to Jesus. He wrote the little books at the end of the Bible, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. And the Apostle John in 3rd John writes to a a beloved friend of his, Gaius, and he he says this. He said, I hope, I, I pray, I want for you, don't miss this, I want you to prosper and be in health even as your what? Your soul prospers. Now, everything I just shared with you this morning impacts the soul. And if you... Well, analyze that verse right. You're going to find that the important thing was, the beginning thing is, is that his soul would prosper. 
And if you'll prosper in your soul, then you're going to prosper in life and you're going to be in good health. Now, that word prosper there, don't get, don't get wrongly excited on that. Good, I'll be a millionaire. No, you're not. It's not even about that. That word for prosper, and let's go back to it again. Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. It's the same word. as the Greek word eudo, and it means this. You ready? To have a good journey. To have a good journey. And if you've got that going on on the inside, in your soul, having a good journey there, you're going to have a good journey on the outside. You won't have to panic because you've got the goods on the inside. You can, keep your, you can keep yourself at peace. You can, without any strings attached, you can just go be good to somebody, help somebody. And you know what? You're going to have a good trip. And you're going to help some other people have some good trip. And we'll reach our destination, heaven. We'll probably have a good opportunity to invite some other people to arrive at that destination with us. And all along the way, we've had a good trip. I pray that you, the rest of your road trip, you have a good trip. Godspeed. Godspeed. Did y'all get anything at all out of this today?